Hello, everybody. This is the RSO Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with Hunter and Nick. Hunter, how are you doing? Fantastic, Joseph. Nick, how's it been going? Good. Been good. Yeah, just working on animals, looking up their butts and making sure they're doing well. Yep, and I've been... I've, actually, I've got a football question, too. Um, I was just thinking about... So, in college... If and I, and I know we mostly talk about pro, but in college, if your knee is down and you have the ball, you're down, right? So That's why isn't why isn't every field goal whistled dead as soon as the holder catches the ball? Ooh, thought provoking stuff. That is a valid question. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. I'm like, I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my deep thought-provoking question for the for the podcast. Yeah, I like it, guys. I just want to touch on importance uh, to start off. Importance of waiver wire shopping early in the year because fifty-nine percent of the playoff teams on ESPN have Puka Nakua. And 61% of the playoff teams have Kyron Williams. And those are both, like, not drafted players. And they have been catalysts to a very, very good season. And if you think about it, in most leagues, you could get Devon A-Chain, Puka Nakua, and Kyron Williams off the waiver wire. And if you got those three, you probably got the playoffs. So, just <laughs> a little... A little promo for people to just check the waiver wire like Nick does all the time. Not in our family's league though. Yeah, not in our family's league, but you've got we have you a got Nakua. league with family yeah. members, so that can get uh, a little competitive and a little hard. Yeah, the owners of Nakua and A Chain did not make the playoffs. That's true. Hey shout out to the shout is. out to the draft analysts that Really hyped up Sam Laporta though. Uh, that, <laughs> that one paid off for me. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna ride that wave for a few years here. Yeah, you did draft him ninth overall in our fantasy draft for rookies. So, yeah. and I made fun of you. I can't lie, I made fun of you. I was like, what in the world? But it worked <laughs> out. You know, if we go back to our rookie our rookie pod that we did, um, some of those names that we brought up, like. I think I, we brought up Ty Chandler, which look what he's doing now with his opportunity for the Vikings. And then uh, Tucker Kraft was another name uh, that once Musgrave went down for the Packers, he's really accelerated um, his yeah. role. So a couple of, the, couple of these rookies that we that talked liked, about. For sure. Yeah. And uh, another one I, I think is going to be big in time is Tajay Spears. I think when he takes over for the uh, Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry it's going to be good for him yeah I agree I think he's he's proven a lot this year but now let's get to our show and this is what we're doing people we're doing the 2021 rookie draft class and we're talking about the top 10 players in our minds and what we would buy them for on RSO if we were extending them because they extend 
um, either next this next year or this year. So this is just after they played this long, what we believe them to be worth and how much you should be willing to spend for them. And also for a few of them, we'll ask trading. If they're really good, what you would trade for them. And the first one we're going to talk about, arguably the best. Yes, he is the best. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, um, for me, I- I'm interested, Hunter. W- what would you pay for Jamar Chase extension? Um, well, the thing, like, I think when it comes to wide receivers, number one is who's their quarterback right now. So, like, if you're going to extend Jamar Chase versus extending Devontae Adams, there's just way more comfortability in extending Chase because you've got Joe Burrow and you've got Jake Browning backing him up. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but, so I, I do like Chase quite a bit as far as like a number. Like I'm looking right now at our RSO league and Devontae is getting like 27 to 35 over the next four years. And so, like, I'm, I'm kind of calling that, like, top end. So, I'm thinking in that $30 million range is uh, is kind of where he lands. And I think he's probably worth it just because he's got Joe Burrow as a quarterback. Exactly. There's no shame in getting him for three years and $30 million in RSO when you're playing with the cap and the cap is going up like it is. Um, that's a good price. Nick, do you got anything to correct on that? No, I agree. I think the the highest wide receiver contract I've seen was like Tyreek Hill for like forty. Um, so I think yeah, Chase is somewhere in that mid to high thirty range. Yep. And you want to get him on deals, but with extensions, you don't usually get deals unless you do it early in the season. And Jamar Chase, you're never going to get a deal because he's a proven asset. No. But. Um, Chase is worth it to have it on your team. And also, you could utilize that in a trade. So, say you've got Chase at $30 million, What would you trade him for? Nick, I want your opinion on this. Um, so, are you thinking more players or more picks? Well, it's up to you. In Superflex, we do Superflex. So, in a Superflex, let's say 12-team league, You've got Jamar Chase for $30 million. What are you looking to get for Jamar Chase? Probably a quarterback, um, since, like you said, it is super flex. And I feel like you could probably get a pretty good quarterback for 20 That's on like a $25 million-ish contract. And so, basically, you flip the same-ish number of points... If you could you get if if you need a second quarterback, you'd probably get more points in the long run because wide receiver is a deeper position. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Upgrade your quarterback position. You know, get your team an extra ten points or so, and save ten million, and maybe yep. get like Baker Mayfield and and a couple of picks I would even to kind of long term even it out. I would consider. Um, for Jamar Chase, I would consider like a Jared Goff and a first round pick in the top five. That's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. That's something you'd want for sure. Jared, Jared Goff and a pick for top five first round pick. You might be able to swing that. 
And if you could, more power to you. All right, let's go to the second guy. Um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a divisive player, but he is producing on a fantasy level and he's producing quite well for most of his career. So, Nick, what would you what would you want for as far as money for Justin Fields? What are you comfortable paying? Right now, before the Bears make a pick in this draft, upcoming draft, I don't want to touch Justin Fields. I don't we, want to extend him, huh? No. Are we very sure that the Bears are not going to take a quarterback if they end up with a top five pick? That like is his... so true. It is such a good quarterback class. They might be tempted to do so. So it is good to err on the side of caution with Justin Fields. But for me, I think he's a starting quarterback somewhere. Don't you agree? Yeah, but then you get into like what situation is he going to end up in? Is he going to be in a quarterback competition? Or Can like... he get worse than, than the Chicago Bears? Um. Well... I mean, a lot of people thought Kyle Trask was going to be a starting quarterback this year, and Baker Mayfield took his job. So, you know, yeah. would he go to would he go to somewhere? And just like, could he end up at the Raiders and still get beat beat out by Aiden O'Connell? You know, could something like that happen? Yeah, or, um, yeah. There's always competition. So um, until his situation is kind of and, and I don't think the Bears are going to take quarterback. I would I would anticipate them using those picks to either trade back or, you know, kind of solidify with other positions for field. Um, I am I am perfectly comfortable extending fields for 15 to 18 million in a super flex league. I think that's fair. And you can bite the bullet on that pretty easily. And he's a rushing quarterback. He's what the the future and what we like in fantasy football. We like rushing touchdowns. We like uh, rushing yards and a combination of everything at the quarterback position. So I am comfortable with that. Um, as far as trades, you could you could probably trade Justin Fields straight up. I'd trade him um, for a wide receiver and maybe a second round pick, a, a top-notch wide receiver that you like, one that's, that's up and coming, and maybe a second round pick to save money, get two people for the price of one. Uh, do you think that's fair? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it kind of depends on, on how, what wide receiver we're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just said a wide receiver two probably about in the 12 to 18 to 24 region for this for this year nothing too special but something that helps yeah. you on your team but again i'm pretty risk averse with fantasy so having a quarter having a small running quarterback i mean he's not that small but he's not big so yes. having a smaller running quarterback with a potentially unsettled quarterback situation i'm gonna pretty much avoid that Third on the list, Ramondre Stevenson. Kind of a divisive player who hasn't had full success, but hasn't had full failure yet. He is a solid RB2-3, probably a flex if you're lucky. Um, Hunter, what are you willing to pay for him? This is an interesting one. And it's, it's interesting, especially when you're thinking about extending him. 
because with the, the injury he has right now, it's it's a little difficult to to gauge him. I mean, the injuries, the coaching situation, like Belichick's not going to be there. If Belichick's not going to be there, they're probably bringing a new OC. What's that going to look like? Um, but as far as production, dude, like the dude's been productive when he's been healthy. I'm just looking at some contracts in our league right now. Like J.K. Dobbins is getting like 20 million a year. Can't stay healthy. Um, like James Conner got 11. I think he's a better option than James Conner. So I'm thinking somewhere in like the 12 to 15 range, probably on like a two-year deal. Yeah, I wouldn't want him on anything other than a two-year deal. And I would wait to bid for him if the contract looked a little too long because it just doesn't seem like he's projecting to be a long, longer longevity running back. And also, he just hasn't proved it like the other running backs have. And this was a poor running back class. And if you're extending him, you don't want to extend him for more than, yeah, 12-ish million. Like DeAndre but- Swift is at like that 10 million mark. And I think I think he and DeAndre are kind of in that same boat with a slight edge to Ramondre Stevenson just because... Um, of the of the backs that Philly's got, um, and some of the split work that Swift gets, whereas Stevenson was more of a um, bell cow. He's closer bell cow, to a bell exactly cow. right. So maybe a little bit more value in that. So yeah, yeah, I think that twelve mark is is about where he belongs. It might be good to take a risk on him and get him in next year's next year's free agent auction bidding if you could. Um, so Nick, what would you be willing to trade for Ramondre right now if you had to trade something for him? Well, uh, right now, injured and so forth, I'm not giving up very much for him. I don't, I don't like New England, New England's backfield. I don't want a Bill Belichick running back. So I, well, that's, I mean, that's I'm the question though. Is like, I, Nick, is is Belichick even going to be there next year? That's a, like, that is, a, yeah, that is the question. So I mean, it's, that changes that changes everything. You're you're completely right. So a lot of I don't know. Do you even extend him? He's here? a big I, question. It, mark. He's a big risk. It's a big risk. He's a big yeah. question mark, and you do not know what you're getting, and that's why you don't want more than a two year extension. But uh, yeah, and I don't even know what I trade for him. To be honest, I don't know where his value is going to land. And we're looking at the future, and we're thinking. How much future production am I going to get out of him? And at this point, we have no clue, so it's good to stay and wait. Maybe just let him go into the free agent auction bidding. But, um, yeah, let's transfer to number four. This is a guy I'm very interested in getting on my team because I like naming my team Waddle to a Championship. And I am talking about Jalen Waddle because I waddled to a championship last year. And this year I'm waddling between my legs and not winning a championship, but attempting to. Uh, so Jalen let's, Waddle. Let's, let's not go too overboard on the puns here. Oh, I love it. I love punning my team. <laughs> but uh, Jalen Waddle, Nick, what do you want to pay for him? Um, He's, he's yeah, pretty good. Um, kind of a cut below uh, Chase, obviously, so... Probably, probably closer to that mid, that in the mid twenties than the mid thirties. 
I think is probably what he'll go for. Um, I'd probably want to be more in the low 20s. I would definitely uh, want it in the low 20s for me, but too. I agree I think with that. He's probably going to go more towards the mid 20s. He might go towards the mid 20s, especially in a free agent auction bidding if the wide receiver is thin. But uh, I wouldn't want to spend more than 22 on him. I, I think in an extension, there's unknowns. Extensions tend to be three or four years long, generally three years. Um, he's shown greatness. At the same time, he has greatness around him that might be holding him back a little. So, Hunter, where are your thoughts on that? I like Waddle a lot. Um, part of it is the system, and I think uh, McDaniel's system is really a good fit for him. And who has been playing, you know, some people think at an MVP level this year. So, uh, great quarterback, going to be there a long time, good system. I'd, I'd pay mid 20s. Uh, to extend I think Waddle's in a great situation um, and another thing you know you can look at Tyreek being there taken away from him but you can also think of it as he's never going to see a team's top DB um, so you've got a lot of people focusing on Tyreek that maybe also opens some stuff up for Waddle so I, I don't know true. if that's a it's one of those things that yeah it could be a, a negative but it also might be a positive yeah and it's not well, just Waddle. We, they have, you know, Devon Aching catching passes out of the backfield. They have they have a lot of talent. That was my only question on if he'll ever be the alpha. But um, I think he can be the alpha. That's why that's I believe so much in him that I think if he was not on Miami, he would still be successful with the right situation. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Extending him is wisdom for sure. With Hill so, on the bench? With Hill on the bench today, he went crazy. So, Yeah, he did. And uh, what are you willing to trade for him right now, Nick? Um, the, I'd probably, I mean, so we were, ta- I was thinking about an earlier trade. So this is a weird year, right? Because any time you're trading a top five pick this year, you're basically trading an almost lock number one wide receiver with um, yeah. with uh, Harrison from uh, from Ohio State. Yep. So yep. I mean probably a probably a mid or later mid later first like far enough back that you don't think you're going to be able to draft Harrison and then I guess you probably have to add at least another second rounder onto that. Yeah, I think a first and a second, a mid first, because Harrison's going to be a top three pick more than likely. He's going to go way up there. And so like a a five to seven range pick and a second, I would consider moving Waddle because you got it because. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I actually really like uh, the wide receiver class in general coming up. Um, I think Odunze from Washington is a really good player. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I could see him falling to like that later first round. And so if you get first round there, 
um, followed up with another second, I think I would probably take that. Yeah. All right, we got number five. This is a divisive player who hasn't always performed, but has a proven track record. What are you giving for Najee Harris? Do you even want him? No. Do you even I, want him? I mean, I, I'm not extending him. If he's if he's a if he's a million dollars as like a kind of a backup running back, I'll take him. Yeah. I don't want to extend him. He's top 10 rookie, but I don't want to extend him. I think he's he's too much of a wild card. And even though it's a bad running back class, um, I just don't like the way Jalen Warren keeps eating into his touches when they're healthy. They're both healthy. So yep. what would you give for him, Hunter? Uh, I wouldn't give much for him, to be honest with you. Yeah. So we all agree uh, he's, he's kind of yeah. not really extendable. He might be good um, on a free agent auction bidding. You can always get a deal potentially. But extensions tend to be higher priced for higher priced players. So I wouldn't extend Najee Harris this year or the next uh, unless he really produces next year. Okay, number six. This is my favorite to talk about because it's got so much... It's been such a good contract, and now it's getting extended, and you got to figure out what to do with it. Amon Ross St. Brown was a $1 to $2 million player in when you got him in RSO, and now he's getting extended. What are you guys going to extend him? Hunter, you going to pay the farm for him? Uh, I do like Amon Ra um, quite a bit. I don't know if I'm paying the farm. I mean, if you had to choose Amon Ra or Jalen Waddle. Who are you picking? In the future, I want Waddle because of the contract is lower and the fact that Detroit is always looking to up the offense. And potentially if Jameson Williams actually comes out of his shell and be one of the guys that's like those first-round picks that he was like, uh, it's, it's dangerous to have Amon Ra. But I like Waddle. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. I mean, Amon Ra, he's had a fantastic year. I think he's like wide receiver five maybe this year, right in there. Um, he's going to go for a lot of money. And I think, I just, I don't know. Does he, does he hold it for the next two, three, four years for like that amount of money? <sighs> this one's tough. I don't know if I have a good answer for it. How much am I willing to pay? Probably, I'd probably be willing to pay mid-20s again. But if it starts getting around that $30 million range, is he, is he really in the class with Jamar Chase on the on the low end of the 30s? Is he is he worth, you know, A.J. Brown numbers? I, I, don't know if he's, I don't know if he's worth that. You know, we can't tell by the seasons we've seen yet if he's worth that money. And he's going to go for that money. So what do you do at that point? Do you just leave him to the free agent auction bidding and hope for the best? Or it will depend on your team, I think. If you're desperate for a wide receiver one, you extend him. But if you have a plethora of wide receivers, you probably don't extend him because the price is just too high. Nick, do you agree with that logic? Yeah, I keep I keep doubting him and thinking he's a fluke and he keeps proving me wrong. 
but yeah. I just can't get it out of the back of my mind that this this is going to all come to an end at some point. And mm-hmm. I don't know if there'll be a change at quarterback that'll end it, or if, I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I just can't put him in the same class as Jamar Chase, for example. Don't forget, they drafted Hendon Hooker, and Hendon Hooker still could come up and take the job when he's healthy. I mean, it's possible that Jared Goff doesn't keep this job always, but Jared Goff has done, in my opinion, a magnificent job at what he's done for what he was given. But um, Hendon Hooker is a dark horse for that job. And if Hendon Hooker comes, things will change, I'm sure. All right, let's go to number seven on the list. Number seven is Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. What are you doing with him, Nick? Um, he's he's kind of shown some stuff this year that maybe he's worth extending. Um, he's he's a, a featured back. He catches passes. He runs. You know, he's in a pretty decent offense. Um, I I kind of wonder, like, what's his relationship with Trevor Lawrence? You know, they went to school together. Is he kind of like Trevor Lawrence's buddy? Is is that some job extra job security for him? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, probably the best or safest running back in this class, I think. That's true. He probably is the safest running back, um, of the years to come. He's got the most safety in his job, but just what we, you know, for prices, I'm looking at him and I don't want to spend more than 15 million if I have to. Hunter, do you agree, or would you go higher? I, I'm i a little bit higher on ETN. Um, just because <laughs> because of his situation, kind of referring to a little bit of what Nick said, like he's playing with his college quarterback. He's in Doug Peterson's offense. Um, that has been good to running backs. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. He's going into his prime, like I think like a three-year deal somewhere around the 18 to 20 mark I think that's probably I would probably extend him here um he's a in my opinion a lesser version of Jameer Gibbs uh so yeah I I like I like ETN and this year I mean I think he's like what is he running back three right now I'd have to look this was a this was a huge jump for him yeah he was so borderline not startable last year Right. So, I mean, big time breakout year. I think you might take a risk because Jacksonville's kind of on the uptick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his, his first few years in Jacksonville, they weren't very good. So, uh, I mean, I think Jacksonville is probably going to be good for the next few years uh, with that core that they have. And I would take a risk on extending them. Yep. Obviously, with running backs, you don't want to extend more than three years. And that's just word to the wise. Never extend a quarter, a running back for four years after their rookie contract because that is it's very hard for them to really attain the value. You want to extend for two to three years, and if it's four years, make sure it's like a Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley, who who you know when they when they play they're going to produce. Remember, remember when thing. we remember when we thought James Robinson was going to. Uh, be the guy and take at least I, I thought he was going to take ETS yeah. job yeah 
<laughs> oh man everyone thought that they thought james robinson was the man it just goes uh, to show how volatile the running back position really is but uh let's let's move on guys let's move on to number eight number eight is the philadelphia eagles wide receiver two Devonte smith nick what are you thinking about Devonte smith what's your thoughts on him um kind of the same as as uh waddle um Quicker, smaller wide receiver, kind of in a, in a good offensive system with another receiver there. So I, I'd say he's about, I, I view them as pretty similar. Yeah, I I am a higher on Waddle because I think he just gets more opportunity. He's producing better this season. I'm higher on Waddle, but at the same time, I do love Devontae Smith and am willing to spend $20 million about. 20 million for three years i would want a little less but i wouldn't be scared to do it because i know he has a future in philadelphia that looks bright and so with that being said i would want him in the, um as long as he's in philadelphia i think his future looks very good and i'm hopeful for even greater production in the next few years a uh, hunter what do you feel on him not as high on Devonta uh, Devonte as uh, I am on Waddle, uh, purely because I don't like Jalen Hurts throwing the ball as much as Tua throwing the ball. Um, Solid and, point. And uh, and Devonte, I mean, yes, production. He, he he's put up numbers, but I still am worried about his frame. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit like Nick on. I mean, I know Nick's. I was the one worried about frames, but dude, Devonte is. He's just so skinny. skinny. Like I just feel like an injury is coming with him. Yes, yeah, he is skinny. It's true. He's just—I don't know. To, it's you have to have that in the back of your mind. You have to have frame and size because you'd rather have AJ Brown than Devontae Smith for numerous reasons. And a big reason is he's bigger, he's stronger, and that matters in the NFL. So, so. I know, I know, he's been hearing that probably his whole life. But that's what our job is to do: is to you know. Analyze. analyze and scrutinize so yeah well and he uh, has, I, like, I would say he has say, missed games i mean that's not it's not completely unfounded he does miss games sometimes for injury i mean it's, he hasn't played his whole since 2021 no injuries right right yeah so yeah i would extend him but uh for for i would say a, a good five million less than i would for waddle five to six that's a solid number um all right, let's get to number nine. Number nine is the tight ends. We're going to do both. Kyle Pitts and Pratt Fryermuth. Nick, who do you like better? Um, Fryermuth, just because he's about the same production and way cheaper. Who do you like better, Hunter? Yeah, uh, contract-wise, Fryermuth. I, I don't like really either of them. Um, man, Kyle Pitts, dude, what a what a lackluster start to his career. I, I really it's hope. Sad. I feel bad for the man. Yeah, dude. I hope he can go. Some, like, I hope he gets out of Atlanta and goes somewhere and just explodes because he is still a freak athlete. Like, it's not like the guy that we saw coming out of Florida has like suddenly changed. I, or something. I like, blame his quarterback situation. I really do. Yeah, I think they don't have a good quarterback at his around him, so he can't flourish 
And for me, I'm not picking Pat Frymouth. I'm picking Kyle Pitts. I'm taking the sexy, um, cool girl and going with her because I think she's got more potential. Just saying. But uh, Kyle Pitts has potential. And I think when they get their quarterback situation figured out, it's going to change that team so much for the better. They have Bijan. They have him. They have a pretty solid defense. They just need a few core pieces and that team is looking on its way up. So that's you, why I want Kyle Pitts. I see a future for him, but Nick. You blame the quarterback, but Jonu Smith has been a borderline startable tight end this year. <laughs> <sighs> borderline is pushing it. I don't think I would want to start Jonu. And Jonu was a big potential tight end at one time too. And maybe it's Kyle Pitts' demeanor. The quarterback doesn't like him. We don't know. But um, they're pretty adamant that um, they don't want to go to the tight end. So what do you do? I think if Joe Flacco was their quarterback, he'd be putting up David Njoku numbers. You see David Njoku today? He, yeah, I think he, he got, got 28 points. Joe yeah. Flacco is a mastermind of the tight end. He's had Mark Andrews, and now he's making – David Njoku into Mark Andrews. Dude, well, let's talk year, about last year hey. the Jets. He made Tyler Conklin. Uh, I think yeah. Tyler Conklin yeah. was like 1 for the first weeks with Flacco. First four weeks with Flacco, he was tight end number four at the end of it. We haven't heard from him since. What Kevin Stefanski is doing in Cleveland right now is really impressive. Like, downright think, magical. Like, they're nine and five. Uh, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be a the top wild card team um, in the AFC, and they've won games with four starting quarterbacks. Is that the right answer? Four, is it four? Yeah, because um, Walker and DTR, DTR Watson and Watson and Flacco. Yeah, and I they're mean, missing Kelp. I mean, they're they're back right. also. You know, right? Yeah, they picked up. There's their, their Kareem Hunt and Joe Flacco came off the street. Yeah. But, I mean, if that offense gets to 20, they've got a good chance at winning that because that defense is, like, all time. So Yeah, that defense is amazing. Um, all right, so let's go with number 10. We saved the big homer for last. This is a super flex show, so we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, guys. Trevor Lawrence, what do you – what are you willing to give for him, Nick? Go oh, back, back the truck up. Big athletic quarterback. <laughs> Good Pay system. the man. Pay the man. Yeah, he's. I'm. He's gonna. I, I. I would flirt with forty million for him. I know. He. He was in my superflex league. He was on an extension for four years, twenty-eight million, and I did not hesitate. I was like. Yes, please. I'll take that $28 million. And I extended him and I extended Tua. And I was like, I was not going to hesitate on those extensions. Yeah, I, I signed uh, Justin Herbert to four years, $140 million, um, Which comes out to like, what is that? 35 a year or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I put, I put Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence in, in the same boat. Like it's thirty-five to forty. Yeah. So, um, I, and 
Trevor's in a lot better situation uh, mm-hmm. coaching wise. I mean, obviously. How does that change for you with one quarterback? One quarterback leagues in a 12 team league, what are you willing to spend on Lawrence, do you think? More in the 20 million range? Nick, what would you spend like in our region? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just running, I'm just running through my head. Where, where, like, so, so, where do we think Lawrence? Lawrence is what? Maybe the tenth best quarterback. Fantasy, I would say, fantasy yeah. purposes, he's right around number ten, probably. In between eight, eight and ten, but it can vary yeah. based on his his potential because he's young. So then, what's the gap from? quarterback number 10 to quarterback 13 because quarterback 13 is, a, is <laughs> not starting and you can and you can pay him basically dirt in dynasty but, in a dynasty one quarterback league i still think lawrence has more value than all but seven quarterbacks in a dynasty format and that's what i'm talking about so sorry i didn't clarify but uh, yeah no yeah format, no i get that in a one quarterback league lawrence is probably the eighth quarterback or better so i'm willing to spend right around the 18 to 22 million in a one quarterback league but uh, I, and i would be comfortable with that because of his numerous potential and his ways of showing he's worth it but what but, do you think the gap is between him and golf say because i'm I, I would say probably that's jared goff would probably be like quarterback 10 to 15 somewhere in there yeah so you can probably yeah. get him for quite well, there's a, a bit gap deeper. because of age but um jared goff you could probably get for like 15 to 18 million in a one quarterback league and you know you got good contracts on him the last couple of years because he wasn't projected to be so good so uh, or how about so, like uh like a baker mayfield or uh I love I me mean, some Baker. I, I feel like you could probably get to a five million quarter, five million dollar quarterback that can get you close to what Trevor Lawrence can get you in a one quarterback league. That is blasphemy. That is not true. I don't think so. I I don't know. Like you have to look at potential in dynasty, and this yeah. is RSO, and this is contract leagues, and this is similar to <laughs> dynasty. So. But he's not going to at least 5 million. He's not going to be not going to be Lamar Jackson. He's not even going to be Josh Allen. He's not going to get you running yards. He can so, though. He's he got the propensity to do it. They're just not doing it in Jacksonville because they have a solid run game. Right. So like for him to get it to crack into that top 5 kind of range, he's going to have to really sling it. And he's gonna have to rush. You're right. So he's a run. He's a he's not a rushing quarterback. So, what do you think he's worth, Nick? Like I said, I would I would probably be closer to ten than than 20, ten to twelve somewhere around there in a one quarterback league. In superflex, like I said, I'm back in the truck club for him. But yeah, yeah, in a one quarterback, I'm dropping that one. And that's the difference between one quarterback and one quarterback. It makes a big difference having double the amount of quarterbacks playing. And I like it. It's fun for me because it makes it more like the NFL and it makes the quarterback position more valued. And I think that's wise in fantasy as well because you want your fantasy league to be more like 
the real NFL when you're doing a contract league. And this is contract league based. This is what we're talking about. And so I would encourage you all to, unless you have like a 16 team league, uh, go ahead and make your league super flex and try it out for a year. And I personally, um, I don't mind kickers in defense, but I like no kickers in defense in, um, in hardcore leagues because kickers in defense, they all produce about the same amount and they can, and when they vary high, they change the outcome too much. I like individual players better, but uh, that's just me. So uh, yeah, guys, that's the show. Uh, quickly, Lawrence, what do you what do you want to trade? If you're getting Lawrence, what are you what are you willing to trade? I'm willing to give quite a bit for, for Lawrence. Uh, let's Two see firsts. here. Yeah, two I'd firsts say, is a deal. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's where it sure, starts for sure. Two firsts. Um, I'd say probably two firsts and a second. Um, two firsts and a you know wide receiver three ish. Um, yeah, he's worth quite a bit. Absolutely. All right, that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening. This is the RSO Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, Give us a like or send us a question on Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple. We're on pretty much most major platforms now. So we'd appreciate you reaching out to us and uh, just asking a question or giving us encouragement. And a rating and reviewing on the show really helps. We love those five-star reviews. If you can't give us five stars, uh, don't review. No, just kidding. Review us and give us real <laughs> tangible feedback and we will use it and try to better this show. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, talk to you later. See you guys. Yeah.